Aloha and welcome back. You're listening to Soul, the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth, founder of Soul University, and your host for the next few minutes. On this Easter of 2017, I hope this day of celebrating renewal and refreshing our spirit finds you well. Over the next 45 minutes, you're going to hear a variety of students share their experience with their journey with Pay Me What I'm Worth and how it has refreshed and renewed their sense of worth on multiple levels. And now we dive in. Anna, what happened to you? Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I think I really realized last week all the major shifts that have happened to me since I've been on with you all. And I unfortunately wasn't on at the very beginning, but I will be going through this book again and again and again, both on air and off air. So that's great. I want to say that my biggest aha was with the performance-based contracts and realizing that I was taking on other people's performance-based contracts and I needed to let it go. In the beginning, so I, I think I told my story about how I had your page up for a day before I even decided to do this, and the idea of doing this scared the living <laughs> the Jesus out of me, even though I had my radio station. There was something about this that was so vulnerable and being so open about who you really are and what you're doing, and to admit that I was going to say I needed help <laughs> because something I needed something, and I wasn't sure. And it's like obviously, if you're not maybe getting to a place that you need to get to, it's a confidence, it's a worthiness thing. And I've so learned that not only for me saying pay me what I'm worth, it's about paying other people what they're worth. And really being aware, and I think that is where I got my most joy last week when I had a major project come up, came up, I wrote about it on the page that I wanted the best person to do this, and I was not going to skimp on paying her to do a project with me. And I was so excited about telling her how much money I could pay her, not looking for a discount, not looking for anything, just thrilled that not only was I getting paid what I am worth for this project, but being able to have someone else be in it with me and be able to pay them. That's the physical side. Now, the emotional side has been tremendous. I have been putting out proposals for coaching. I will tell you that I doubled my rate. I sent out the proposals, and I am waiting for those folks to contact me. Some folks are very open. I told them about doing this program, so obviously I'm sending out information for this. I've got some other things in the works. I have just stepped up that part of who I am, and I would not have done that without this group. I want to thank you all for being a part of it. Thanks my thanks to my group mates, Sue and Isabel, also for having those behind-the-scenes kicks in the butt with me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And just I'm, I'm looking forward to not only continually connecting with you all, but just being a part of this family has been amazing. So thanks. And gratitude. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. And before we put Lisa, your teammate, who's sitting next to you on the spot, I'm giving you a five-minute heads-up, Lisa, that <laughs> after our team offers any reflections they would like to regarding Anna's journey, then, Lisa, I'm going to call back upon you. All right. So, team, what have you noticed about Anna and her journey? Well, this is you again. I'll go uh, first. I actually thought Anna was really confident at the beginning. She, she's got her own radio show. And she just comes across very confident. As she's just pointed out there, she wasn't confident in certain parts of her life. So she may come across as this incredibly confident person. There are elements 
of herself, that where she was holding herself back from asking for things, putting herself forward. And now, as proof with that anecdote, she's putting herself forward. She's, she's making everyone know that she's available and that she's worth it. And I think they're just like she's just plugging in more parts of her personality to be confident about. And, uh, and that's definitely shown. And it's been great fun uh, being in your team, by the way. Thanks, Stu. No worries. Other feedback before we toss it to Lisa to see what reflections that she's had about Anna, because she has some first-hand information or first-hand reflection with working side-by-side -side with Anna. Before we jump to Lisa, anyone else? I want to, this is Jace, I want to hear that. That sounds great. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all waiting with bated breath. I love it. All right, well. Yeah. Lisa, Lisa, frame it this way. How long have you known Anna? I have known Anna for three years now. Okay. Were you part of this story of her finding the web page, and were you part of any conversation about, gee, should I do this, should I not do this? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> What's your version of the story? Exactly the way she told the story to you, and my question was, go for it. Oftentimes, I will tell you, I have not been around Anna for the past maybe four weeks. We haven't been in the same physical space together, but I will tell you that just coming here today after those four weeks, just seeing her evolve over the past four weeks, it's just like I just finished telling her she was on a conversation with someone and everyone's problems used to go or, or things used to go before Anna's. And she had so much to offer with work, with coaching, with workshops, with just different things that she wanted to do. And everyone else's stuff would be pushed to the forefront. And she was okay with that. But I would constantly just nudge her on the shoulder and say, Anna, we need to do some workshops. She has so much to offer. I've often just sat here and went out and said, I don't want to bother her. I'll go take a class somewhere else and get all this wealth of information. And I'm so excited coming back to share it with her. And I'm a nine times out of the 10. I didn't really learn anything. And I'll say, well, Anna, this is what I was trying to accomplish. And I didn't, I didn't understand what they were saying. And in five minutes, she solved my either traveling to another state to go to a conference to pay all this money because she has such a wealth of knowledge, and I've been really helping her just push that forward. So to see her do this and to see the evolution and see her evolve and just our conversation this morning from being here all day, it has been so amazing for this day, just being here. to And then to even, I was sitting over on the couch just typing away, and she was like, I need you, I want you, do you want to be a part of this? And I said, uh, I guess. And she was like, okay. That would not have been Anna. She would have just said, you know what? Don't worry about it. But just to see her just have me deep dive into it was, it's just a refreshing feeling. And I love it to pieces. So. <laughs> really, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Thank you, Lisa, for all of that. When I started on this journey, I... I kind of always thought of myself as pretty confident. Even as a kid, I was reasonably confident, and that's grown as I've grown up, and I've attached that confidence to the achievements I've had along the way. 
But what I didn't understand is, is how I could share that with somebody else. How, how could I share that with a student of mine if they were asking me how to get more confidence? I wasn't quite sure of what all the factors were. And I, was, and I thought, I, I wonder what that is, and I want to find out why. The unraveling of this journey has been far more eye-opening to me than I ever expected because of just the different facets of where our confidence comes from. So I'm, I'm actually a, quite a confident person in many areas, but what I found was actually there are some areas that actually I'm not confident when we started to analyze it. And now I'm, <laughs> strangely, I'm more confident about understanding where I'm confident and how where I'm not confident I can build that. And so I've got a real structure to it all. I've got a much better understanding. I'm still going to go through this book again and do all these things again so I can embed this learning. Yeah, it's been a real eye-opener for me about that. So, Stu, if I'm hearing you correctly, you found some of your weakest links. Yeah, bits that I, my blind spots. I didn't realize where I was not confident. And, and these exercises have helped point out where I am, but also where I'm not. So you found those weak links in your chain. And what ahas, what was one of your more interesting ahas from this? The early on, we did that skills inventory. The ahas I got from that was, well, what I think are my skills is different to what other people think are my skills. And there's an overlap where they think that I'm skillful in this, and I also think that. But there's a, there's a whole bunch of other things that they think I'm skillful in that, that completely bypasses me. And by understanding that, by listening and understanding what those other skills I've got are, I can then use them to promote myself in other ways, to clients or within relationships or in any other way. Because, again, they were in my blind spot as well. I didn't realize they were, they were skills. Yeah. So that was, that was a real good insight. Surprise, surprise. All right, team, comments on what you're hearing from Stu. Would you concur that you've sensed a shift in how Stu has presented himself over the past... This is Sarah. Hey, this is Monica. Oh. oh, first Sarah, then Monica. Go for it. Yes, I always... When I listen to Stu, I always get aha moments. He always is so insightful when he speaks, and he shares his experiences. And I'm always finding myself writing notes when he's on the, on the air because he's always sharing profound experiences, and um, I learn from that. So thank you, Stu. Thank you, sir. Yum. Yeah, Sarah, I was going to say pretty much the same thing. So you're very eloquent in with your words, and you really are, you've taken a lot of this, all these lessons, and you've thought very deeply about them. I've loved hearing what you've had to say over all this time, so thank you. Oh, the feeling's mutual, Monica. Thanks a lot. Yes, and Stu, which is Isabel, Stu is a very, very smart person and very open-minded, even though sometimes we I don't know if we didn't, it's not that we didn't have the same point of view. He was always open to listen to what we had to say. I was in, in his group, and I, I learned a lot from you, really. I would love to stay in touch with you. We definitely will. Thanks, Isabel. This is Elaine. I know Stu is always the first one onto the forums with his insightful comments. And he was always beating me there, I know. And I appreciated everything he wrote there as well when we weren't on the show. So... <laughs> Yeah, this is Chase. I love his insight as well. And uh, the accent just puts it over the top for me. Excuse <laughs> me, this is Sarah. Can you please say water for me? Water. Oh, my God. Okay, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm blushing, I'm blushing on this end just for stew. 
Aloha, and welcome back, everybody. This is Sol, your host for Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. For all of you who've been joining us over the years, thanks for coming back and sharing time. I hope you share this show with your friends, and as a way to say thank you for this show, if you've yet to follow us, please click on the follow button up at the top of the page here so that you can get one email maximum of any new upcoming shows. Those who are brand new to the family, welcome aboard. Back in 2008, we started Pay Radio to highlight the features of Pay Me What I'm Worth, a workbook where we recommend you say it, mean it, and get it. In this special decade anniversary show, I'm putting the word out to everybody who's ever read Pay Me What I'm Worth, to anybody who's ever done the exercises in the book. In August of 2016, there will be a second edition being published. Ten years later, I'd like to include the stories, some of the highlights, some of the wows, some of the ahas that have happened on a consistent basis. And I say consistent basis because I have the gift of being the only person who has done countless workshops, seminars, conference call classes, teleseminars, retreats, radio shows, television shows on the topic of worth. And over the years, I've seen consistent results. And it dawned on me as we celebrate the one-year completion of Team Clarity, we started out with five brave women who were going to dive in and really get involved in exploring themselves. We graduated with three. The two people who departed from Team Clarity, I'm glad that they recognized that they needed the time, they needed the space, to do what they needed to do to get the most out of Pay Me What I'm Worth. Because, gentle listeners, frankly, Pay Me What I'm Worth is a workbook for those who are really vested in getting involved into the deepest aspects of what their sense of worth is all about. I'll start our trip down memory lane by sharing a story of one of the very first groups I remember offering after publishing Pay Me What I'm Worth. I got involved in a coaching, a personal professional coaching development site, and I put an ad out on the site saying that I had developed this workbook that is a plug-and-play tool for any established therapist, coach, psychologist, psychiatrist, social worker, nun, priest, rabbi, anybody who's helping other people wake up to their fullest potential. That first class actually scared me initially because I thought the people who would register for that class would be people who are just starting out their coaching practice, much like a new chef or a new carpenter who needs tools to outfit their kitchen or their workshop. Pay me what I'm worth is just yet another tool. 
And I figured the people in this coaching site that I got involved with, it would be people who are brand new to the coaching world. They needed toys for their toy box. To my utter surprise, the 12 people who registered for that very first class had an average of six to eight years of professional practice, and their private practice was earning them in the high four, sometimes low six-digit incomes. And I got scared. <laughs> I got scared because I thought, these people really should know what it is we're talking about. These people should be finding most of my information fairly familiar. And I was scared to death that we were going to get on our first class. And they're going like, soul, this is like a waste of time. To my utter surprise, every single person in that very first class was blown away at what they learned about themselves. These people who had master's degrees, doctor degrees, certifications in advanced coaching programs, all of them allowed themselves to be a student. And as they allowed themselves to be a student, they taught themselves so much more. So from that first class, I had this notion that this workbook is best experienced by getting into a group of some type. Over the years, I've had people at seminars, workshops, retreats, tell me that they've done this workbook by themselves, and they got quite a bit out of it. I've had people who told me that they skimmed the workbook and got a bit out of it. But it's a consistent revelation, a consistent result, that those people who get together and do this workbook together with their partner, their family, their friends, colleagues, as a team-building exercise, as a relationship-building exercise. They get so much more out of this, which makes sense, because think about this. The gift of perspective is something that often eludes us because we're so close to ourselves. Let me put that in a different way. I'll tear the house apart trying to find whatever it is that I've lost, and then I generally get frustrated, and I figure, all right, I'll just go out and get another one. And so I'll go to the store where I seem to recall I bought the last one, and I'll go to the store, and I'll wander the aisles, and I'm still not finding what it is that I'm looking for. So I will break down and ask a clerk, and 9 out of 10, I'll lie, when I'm asking the clerk what I'm looking for, they generally point right at it, as if, like, are you blind? <laughs> So I buy it and take it home, and what do you think I find within 10 minutes of getting home after buying whatever it is that I was looking for that I lost? Eh, you guessed it. I find what I was looking for. My role in your journey when you get involved with this pay-me-what-I'm-worth adventure is a store clerk to point out to you what's already right in front of your nose. And I was smart enough to start recording classes I was smart enough to start really compiling the feedback forms, the testimonies. Over the years, I began to realize, wow, even though people hear people on pay radio grow, learn, become more confident, even though people listen to the actual classes that you can listen to with the on-demand shows here on pay radio, there still seems to be some skepticism. It's like, can this course really do what these people are saying 
it does time after time after time. It's easy to get skeptical, isn't it? It's up to you. It's up to your gut to discover whether or not these people who are sharing their before and after stories, whether or not these people in class, as you listen to them, go through each chapter over a year. It's up to you to decide whether or not you trust in what's happening and what you're hearing. Because that's really where our program begins with. Trust. Question. Do you trust yourself? Yes or no? It seems like a simple question, right? Do you trust yourself? If your answer is no, what's underneath of that? And I venture to guess that what's underneath your no answer to trusting yourself, an imbalance. Our whole program of Pay Me What I'm Worth, as you listen to all of the classes, we talk about this word all the time, balance. A balance between giving and receiving. So as you get in touch with yourself, I want to pretend as if you and I are sitting down at a wonderful coffee or tea shop and we're about to enjoy a delicious beverage and a little snack. Just imagine you and I having a conversation now. It's just you and me. And I ask you, with all sincerity, how is your sense of balance these days? Overall, big picture, averaging it all out, do you feel balanced when it comes to what you give and what you receive? What's your gut level response right now? What would you say as you take a sip to my question to you? How balanced do you feel between giving and receiving? For those of you who have listened to other classes, you will have heard this exercise many times before. To those who are brand new to this, or even if you have heard this exercise many times before, take this exercise again, because your scores are going to be different. On a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being poor, 10 being great, how do you score yourself overall when it comes to giving? Do you love to give to other people? Do you give so much that 9 out of 10 you don't have enough time in the day to do stuff for yourself? What's your score on giving? Are you very poor at giving? Or are you really great at giving? 1 to 10. And let's flip the coin. Same scale, 1 to 10. 1 being poor, 10 being great. How do you score yourself when it comes to receiving overall? If you think back over the last few weeks, possibly months, when you receive a compliment, when you receive a gift, when someone wants to pick up the check for dinner, when a complete stranger compliments you, when someone opens a door for you, when it comes to simply the act of receiving, how do you score yourself? One is poor, ten is great. What's your scores? What's your giving score and what's your receiving score? Are they the same? Are they close? I venture to guess after a decade of doing this work and asking this question to literally hundreds of thousands of people, and I say that 
because of between radio shows and TV shows and workshops and seminars and speaking engagements and keynote addresses, I know that I have touched over 250,000 lives directly. On average, people score themselves higher when it comes to giving, which is pretty typical. We love to give. Our species loves to give. And on average, most people score themselves considerably lower. Three to four, sometimes five points lower when it comes to receiving. And I'm not surprised. Because when we start really getting into this whole concept of worth, worthiness, when it comes to receiving, more often than not, I run into this speed bump of worth and worthiness. Am I worthy of that compliment? Am I worthy of that gift? Am I worthy of that respect? Am I worthy of what it is that I'm being given? And it seems like we're wired backwards. Again, for those who've listened to this series, I'm sure you've heard this story before, but at the risk of redundancy, I have this odd notion that as a species, we're wired a bit backwards until we go through a really deep personal, spiritual awakening journey. And what I mean by that is being wired backwards, I've often watched people put all sorts of barriers and pin codes and justifications and to a compliment. Somebody will offer something to someone else, a compliment, a courtesy, and there's this, this whole thing going on in a person's mind about whether or not the compliment's real or genuine or worthiness. or It's bounced away more often than not. It's deflected or reflected back. On the flip side, when someone criticizes someone, the person receiving the criticism, bam, it's generally right in. They let that criticism go right to the core. There's no pin codes, there's no fences, there's no barriers, and the criticism, like, it just, like a knife, is just stabbed right in. And what's up with that? Why do we allow criticism in at such a deep level, almost automatically, and then we automatically deflect compliments. The why is buried in the difference between your balance of giving and receiving. And over the past 10 years, time after time after time, as I get to witness people challenge their sense of balance, such that it becomes okay to say no. To say no without any sense of doubt, guilt, shame, or worry. That they can say no to people that they normally say yes to because they recognize they have to take care of themselves. As I witness people begin to put themselves on their own bloody calendar, as they carve out time every day, maybe it starts out once a week, and then it branches into two days a week. And then before you know it, it's every day of the week. And to some people, it's multiple times throughout the day. They have time for themselves. And nobody's going to interrupt that. 
They have time to take a break. They have time to do that proverbial stopping and smelling the roses. As I witnessed this in class, and as other class members witnessed this in other class members, there's magic that begins to happen. I see it time and time again. I hear it. I feel it. You can hear it and feel it and sense it too when you listen to all the classes here on Pay Radio. And the magic is there's growth that begins to blossom from the inside out practically effortlessly. As you listen to people who have gone through these classes or you bump into these people who have gone to the seminars, a very common refrain that you'll hear is all of a sudden they don't know why, they don't know how, sometimes they don't know when because it's so subtle. But they recognize that they're less stressed. They recognize things that would normally push them over the edge. Now it's no big deal. They recognize that when what normally would have caused them weeks, months, years of pain and suffering may now be minutes, if at all. Ladies and gentlemen, how do you put a price on that? To be able to be calm, centered, genuinely peaceful, balanced, aware, in just about any situation that's going on, that skill to be able to remain centered, calm, awake and aware, and compassionate is critical to navigating the chaos that seems to be getting into a fever pitch around us. And I say that with an awareness that it's so easy to get caught up in what's happening in the news cycles. It's so easy to get caught up in the dramas and traumas that are constantly whirling around us. On more than one occasion, people have asked me, Soul, why aren't I more concerned about dot, dot, dot? They'll ask me, how can I be so calm? How can I have the energy that I have when all of this other stuff is happening? And my reply is, I know who I am. Nothing's going to shake that feeling. I become awake and aware to the point that I recognize you, everyone listening, as well as myself, is perfect, just as you are, just as I am. There's nothing broken, nothing needs to be fixed. You might think then, well, so why should I even bother with pay me what I'm worth? Well, I'll put it in this illustration. Every musical instrument needs tuning. Every musical instrument, even done by the most masterful craftsperson, when it's used for the first time or used over time, it will need tuning, fine-tuning. We start out our journey with becoming intimately aware what causes us to get out of tune. We start out with an awareness of how deep doubt, guilt, shame, and worry screws things up for us, makes us out of tune, imbalances us. 
We start out our journey together by tapping into one of the most powerful exercises I learned in my teens. And now I'm in my 50s. And that exercise in my teens that was taught to me by one of my first spiritual teachers is to do something that I've already done but forgotten. Be a kid again, meaning be an explorer. Let my analyzer go. Think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Here's another little exercise. Who gets more authority in your life? Your inner analyzer or your inner explorer? Your inner parent or your inner child? Who gets more authority? Who gets more brain CPU time? Which part of you takes more time in your life to analyze things? And by analyze, I mean there's a definite sense of a destination. There's a definite, got to prove it right, got to prove it wrong, got to prove it in, got to prove it out. Whereas with exploring, there is no destination. There is no right, there is no wrong, there is no in or out, black or white. It's just exploring. Oh, look at that. That looks like it's white. Oh, that's nice. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> it sounds esoteric, but the most powerful lesson I learned that's embedded in Pay Me What I'm Worth is an invitation to you to get back in touch with your explorer. I'll begin to wrap up this 10-year observation about how amazingly blessed I feel to be part of so many people's lives. Many of these people I've lost touch with, and I'm actually happy about that. Because it's not my goal to be some sort of household-named guru. Everyone in the classes that are part of my classes, you will hear multiple times. When you talk about your journey, you talk about your journey. This isn't Soul Dancer's journey that I'm taking you on. This is your journey journey. Whatever it is that you say about your journey, attribute it to you. You're doing the work. Just as I cannot eat or breathe for you, I am unable to do the work for you. I can prepare the meal. I can place the meal in front of you. And if you're not real sure how to use some of the instruments to eat the meal, I can even show you how to use the instruments. It's your choice whether you decide to dive in and eat meaning it's your choice as to what level you're going to dive into the work that we have within pay me what i'm worth so once again i remind anyone who hears the show if you've read pay me what i'm worth if you've done the work in pay me what i'm worth i'm pulling together a new volume that will be published in august what I'm looking to include in the next chapter are some what I would call vignettes. You might consider it to be the before and after sort of layout. Vignettes where folks who have completed a particular exercise, maybe they read something that turned them on their ear, something in class really helped them turn things into a different perspective. Maybe it's a chapter. Maybe it's people they've met in class, or they've met in our online virtual classroom. I want to hear stories. And I want to offer those stories 
not so much as a testimonial, but a potential of what other readers might experience if they choose to do the work. In gratitude, I bow to everybody who has ever done anything that has helped them wake up to their potential, wake up to becoming more balanced. At any point in time of your life, if you've done that work, I'm so grateful. And the reason why I'm grateful is because I know it takes effort. Gentle listeners, I'm fundamentally aware it's a lot more fun to spend hours on end clicking on this, surfing that, reading this. It's a lot more fun to play video games. It's a lot more fun to focus on somebody else's crap because it feels good if you can help somebody out of their crap, right? Aware of that. When you decide to get involved in what we're doing and pay me what I'm worth, you're telling me you've decided that you're ready to tap into your fullest potential. That excites me. I look forward to seeing you in class. Aloha. I didn't mention the residual effect that I had from going through the processes. Last week, I had my best financial week in five years on the Internet. But that was just like residual effect from going through the pay me what I'm worth process. <laughs> I, I didn't mention that because it's really insignificant. So I, uh, that, that, well, maybe people would think that money is significant. Some people do think part of, but not all of the picture. Yep. The idea of being compassionate with myself before this pay me what I'm worth journey. I never looked at that before. I think with pay me what I'm worth, I'm able to recognize the root causes better because I can pinpoint it pretty quickly. I have found it more often than not the new rewiring is winning out because it infuses me with confidence, hope, love, energy, understanding, appreciation versus all the old stuff. I don't even know where that came from, so that just came out this man. Wow, that was good. That was real good. I'm discovering who I am and what my feelings are and what my thoughts are about things. The perspectives I have, I'm just discovering that some of my perspectives have clearly changed since I've been on this journey. Over the course of time, I've lost my ability to walk, and now I'm gaining it back. And the reason why I'm gaining it back, because I've got a new reason for fighting. I didn't have, I looked into my inner self and realized that I'd given up. And I just can't let that happen, because if I do, then that means I won't walk the rest of my life. So being that said, this is what this class has brought to me, a new ability and a way, and I have people backing me that will say, great job now, as where most of my life I didn't have that. And that's what I'm so appreciative of this call and the people that are on here. I've had extensive talks with different people on here, and it's really changed me. It's this class right now that has made me feel my worth as compared to just know my worth.
made a big difference. I agree, Masha. That's awesome. I've got the same thing out of it. It's really ironic, but I've got that same exact thing out of that. It's changed my whole perspective on my life entirely. I was ready to throw the towel in, and now it's like I've got another whole different perspective. Just life's experiences has helped me to grow. And it's only because of this class that I'm seeing that those life experiences mean something. They were my deposits into my wisdom bank. Anyone I'm worth, really, this journey is about releasing and retiring that lifetime noose and pain. So that I can be free to receiving my self-love and in doing so, that opens me up to receive the abundance of grace and love all around me. Quite honestly, that's like a feeling that it can't be limited, denied, or capped. It's like a, the force of a tsunami. I, I can't even stop this. I can't even stop this. And the beauty of it is that prior to this knowing, I couldn't stop that black cloud from persisting so many different ways and levels and depths of my life. Now I cannot stop this overwhelming passion and love for myself. I can't stop it from rolling out and giving it to the next person, whether I know them or not, whether we share blood and DNA. And that's that, you know, that's that agape kind of love that can change this world. Being a part of Team Clarity and pay me what I'm worth is really helping me accept me for who I am. There's even more to it than that, Soul. One of the things about this whole model of pay me what I'm worth is that in the broader perspective, this is a movement. It's not just a course you can take. This exactly. is a movement. It's a movement. Exactly. And one of the things with our society, there's a lot that so we can all talk about the ills and we can complain about how bad it is and, oh, the economy and, oh, the government and, oh, new speaker of the house and crisis and, oh, my, we can go there. We can all get really wrapped up in all the problems in the world. And then we're part of the problem. What Pay Me What I'm Worth is a, is a model for teaching and learning and learning and teaching that's more of a social construct than it is a class. All right, as we begin to wrap up again, this is Sol, your host, the author of Pay Me What I'm Worth and founder of Soul University. We have a wonderful series called Worth 31 Flavors. It's a very simple series. All you have to do is dial in, listen to a very short class, and then we dive deeper into the material. We're starting this series all the time. We hope to see you in class. Visit souluniversity.org, S-O-U-L, university.org, to sign up for our Worth 31 series anytime. Aloha. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. 
agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.